this week on Ace on the House. Let me say this. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. If you do not recognize a problem, thus there's no problem to fix, thus you never get any better. Like if you're just standing in front of your doctor and you're 500 pounds and you're eating a donut and there's a cigarette actually going through the hole of the donut that you're eating and you're washing that down with some malt liquor and your doctor's like, hey man, you got to start taking care of yourself. And you're like, I am. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm fucking Jack LaLanne. Well, then guess who doesn't go on a diet? Guess who never quits smoking? And guess who never gets any better? The guy, the 500-pounder, who fucking says, I'm doing great. At a certain point, you have to fucking stand back, no matter what you do, and go, maybe I can do better than this. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday, or visit aceonthehouse.com, only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Broadcasting Network. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pencil pants again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey everyone, hi, hello, it is me, Allison Rosen, your new best friend, and welcome to an episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend, wherein producer Gary is sick and has adopted what I am now referring to as his sick personality. It's kind of grumpy, a little understated. What do you have to say for yourself, Gary? Don't rattle any snot, please. I didn't think I was being grumpy. I'm downtrodden, maybe. Sorry. I mean, okay, cranky? Yes. Less yes. less than enthusiastic about life right now. Not my usual sunny disposition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. And our guest today is best-selling author AJ Jacobs. Welcome. Thank you. You may know he is an Esquire editor at large and he wrote The Know-It-All wherein he read the entire Encyclopedia Britannica. And he wrote The Year of Biblical Living, where he spent a year following all the lessons in the Bible and grew a big bushy beard. That is true. And blew a horn. What's it called? A, a shofar. Yes, that's yeah. right. And had a slave. I did. Uh, yeah, it was because in the Bible you're allowed slaves. Mm-hmm. So the closest I could find was an intern. And I asked an intern, can I call you my biblical slave? And he said yes. And it was great. I loved it. You also stoned someone, right? I did, you know, in the in the Old Testament, you got to stone adulterers, and I figured I should at least try. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I did. I stoned one adulterer. I used small stones, like right. pebble size. Right. But I checked it off the list. There you go. And his newest book is Drop Dead Healthy. And I keep wanting – my mouth wants to say Drop Dead Diva, which I don't even watch. So I'm sorry that, that, that comes okay. out. But Drop Dead Healthy, wherein you spent two years – Attaining just the ultimate health of body and mind, yes? Right. I wanted to reform everything. Diet, exercise, sleep, sex life, stress level, posture, you name it. And I actually – it did work. But right now I sound terrible. Uh, yeah, I was, gonna, I was going to address that. What's going on? What's going on in that larynx of yours? I feel good. But yeah, my larynx is misbehaving. I'm on a book tour right now. So I'm giving talks at these bookstores and, and these theaters. And uh, I, I just talked myself out. So I hope this doesn't affect book sales. 
No, maybe they'll just think that you are um, like seasoned and weathered and you've really oh, you've seen it. It idea. adds sort of a gravitas. I like that. Yeah. Why not? Right. So you are very svelte mm-hmm. right now. What were you before? Before I was skinny fat. You know that phrase? So I looked like a snake that had swallowed a goat. And, <laughs> like uh, it had all gone to the middle? Oh, yeah. It was all concentrated in the middle. And my wife had a whole repertoire. Oh, you're four months pregnant. Oh, <laughs> you look like Buddha. Blah. Did you find it amusing? Uh, you know, for the first hundred times, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that was, I, I, that was when I decided. My wife's like, I don't want to be a widow in my mm. 40s. You're going to get in shape. And that's when I said, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in and try every piece of medical advice there is, all the diets, all the exercise regimens. Now, is that kind of your personality? Before the book started, were you always this sort of complete immersion, throw yourself into whatever it is kind of person? I think I am. I'm OCD. So I, I'm very obsessive. So if it weren't this, you know, I, I might be a heroin addict. Like that's a, that's a thing I could get passionate about, I right. suppose. So this is a much healthier obsession, I find, writing these books. <laughs> and why, why two years? Or how did that come about? Well, it was originally supposed to be one year. But first, my body is like a fixer-upper. It was in bad shape. So I needed a lot. And secondly, uh, stress is horrible for your health. Mm. So the publishers like kept saying, you know, where's the book? Where's the book? Write the book. And I was like, stop stressing me out. That's just bad for my health. So uh, that was my excuse. They didn't really like that, but that was my excuse. <laughs> so have you st- – so now how long is, has, has uh, gone by since the end of the project? It ended uh, in uh, like September, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. And how healthy are you now versus then? Well, I backslid a little. I gained a couple of pounds, but I'm still I'm still much better off than I used to be, and I've kept up a lot of the things. Uh, like what? Not everything. Well, one of the things I got into was uh, I didn't realize how bad sitting is for you. Sitting at your desk all day. I'm sitting right now. I feel I very guilty. I was sitting earlier when I read that you discovered this, and I was thinking, God damn it! <laughs> see, because I uh, well, see. I have uh, thought I want to get one of those giant balls that people sit on. Oh, yeah. You well, know, I don't know if those are good or not, but it just looks like a decent way to not be in a computer chair. They do say that you burn 30 more calories per hour if you're on that thing. I went instead. I've got a treadmill and I put my computer on top of it and I typed my book while walking on the – not jogging, but walking right. on the treadmill. So it took me about 1,200 miles to write the book. And I am a very lazy person. I'm also very uncoordinated. So if I can do it, then I think anyone can. This actually gives me hope because I too am uncoordinated. And every time I'm on a treadmill, I want to close my eyes because it's like I can't stand that I'm expending energy. So I need to shut down something else. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. I just want to get lost in my own thoughts and not be like looking at, you know, all the things on the treadmill or around the room or in reality. Um, but if I were to close my eyes on a treadmill, even though I'm going in a straight line, I'll fall off the side, yeah. I'm sure. Which would be a great YouTube video. It, there's, an <laughs> action, right. there's a whole genre I discovered of of, uh, of treadmill accidents on YouTube. It's very popular. I'm going to have to check them, that out. Oh, some of them are great. Like they go flying into the wall. Like for some reason, people turn it on to like 10. They turn it on to the highest and then they try to get on. Mm-hmm. And then they, just, yeah. 
Well, see, in, on the last episode, we were talking about my sort of strange slight, and by that I'm, uh, by I mean it's more than slight. It's moderate fear of escalators. Oh, I'm the kind, I need to let a few steps go by before I get on. Right. It's sort of like like double dutch jump jump rope, but somehow it seems like it's potentially more catastrophic because you could get. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just some weird fear. Well, I'll tell you. Oh, you, you would should know. interview. You should interview my friend Kevin Blyer, who's a. He's a writer for The Daily Show. He's got a very funny book coming out called Me, the People, where he rewrites <laughs> the Constitution. And he uh, had his toe eaten by a, uh, I shouldn't say that. No, it's okay. Uh, on the last episode, someone told me about like a 10-person pileup on an escalator. <laughs> what I'm realizing is that I'm eerily prescient with my escalator fear. There you go. It's, it's not it's irrational. Sur- it's Darwinian. It's for survival. There you go. Humans don't belong on moving stairs. They do so ha- what happened to his toe? This was like in some foreign country, like in Bulgaria or something, and, and they had to shut down the escalator, and they brought in, you know, all these emergency workers. And apparently, according to him, he's like super famous in Bulgaria for this. Like, you know, he's like the Jessica who fell down the well. Right. But, uh, you know, no one else. No, and, and if he goes to Bulgaria, like he'll be mobbed by paparazzi. I bet he doesn't want to go there, though, because that's where this happened. Maybe. It's where he, where he said goodbye to his toe. Right. Um, so treadmill desks. Now, are you still using your treadmill desk? And how can someone make one of these? Well, I just bought a treadmill. I actually bought one off Craigslist. That one started to smoke and like <laughs> smell like horrible burning corpses. Right. So, uh, and that, suddenly you're like, and this is why they wanted to sell it, I bet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, that also did not seem so healthy. So I, I bought a new one and I put the, my computer, I just rigged it. Uh, with my computer on top of it, I put a couple of photo albums on, and I put like uh, this weird photo tw- albums, like open, dangling over it, or well, it's like uh, I jerry rigged it. It's like a whole uh, I balance all this stuff right on top of it, so that the, the computer can go on. It's it's a little rickety, so uh, I'm sure my computer is going to collapse someday. And uh, but so far, so far so good. So far so good. And and what else are you still doing? I am still doing – well, I try to do this thing called high-intensity interval training. I don't know if you know that. Mm-mm. It's like – because I, I don't really like spending time exercising. We were talking about mm-hmm. we're not big dancers. Right. Yeah, but, before the show started, we were talking about how we're not really enthusiastic people. <laughs> but you are married to someone who is very – Yes, which I very thank Very up with people. Because she has definitely brought me along. Uh, yeah, so – before her, I was mentioning I've never done the hustle or the electric slide, and I started to do them. They're not so bad. They're kind of fun. So now, there's a, you know, is that something that helps with health? Yes. Fr- frivolity? Well, certainly moving. Anytime you can move is good. So, you know, just getting up, dancing is good. Uh, I try to – when I'm talking to my kids, I have young kids, I squat down to their level so that I'm at their eye level, mm. and then I pop back up. So I'm doing like 50 squats a day. It's great. Are there things that people think are healthy that actually aren't? Well, two things that... Because when I was hearing that, I'm thinking, isn't that bad for your knees, or couldn't it be? Well, if you overdo it, yes. But uh, but generally, squats are very healthy. Okay. Uh, and you know what's not healthy is uh, colonic irrigation, colonics. Uh, are, you, are you a fan? No. <laughs> have you done I, it? I never have. Oh, I'm happy to say I'm. I'll a tell you what it feels like. Virgin. Okay. It feels like someone's shooting water up your ass because that's Cause what, that they're, is what doing. they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? But does it then it 
the, what does it feel like uh, on its way out? Uh, it's horrible. It's like you're peeing out of your butt. Okay. And uh, I and there's really no scientific. Is this something you did in the book? I did do it in the book. I actually only mentioned it for two sentences because I didn't want to go into too much detail, and it's a waste of time. You know, there's really no health benefits to it. But while we're on this area mm-hmm. of the body, I might mention <laughs> that uh, that one of the surprises of the year was I found that <clears throat> I had been going to the bathroom incorrectly for 40 years. Tell me about this. Yeah? All right. I will. Please. Uh, yeah. We, our bodies, and there is real science behind this. Mm-hmm. There are real studies. Our bodies were not built to sit on a toilet. We were built to squat in the fields. So that is a much better, It's first of all, it's very much faster and uh, it, uh, you prevent hemorrhoids. So it's actually healthier if you squat. Uh, because there's less straining? That's exactly okay. right. Uh, isn't, this, isn't this big in, in Japan and in Asia and stuff like but that? Isn't, no, go ahead. Well, yeah, that, I think that's more out of necessity in some places. That's true. There's the whole third world. The Turkish toilet is what they call it sometimes. But you can build your own Turkish toilet, which is uh, you can get on the Internet this this apparatus called Nature's Platform. And you put it over your toilet and it's got a little hole in it so you can squat over your toilet. And uh, I tried that and it works. But my wife was like, this does not go with our decor. <laughs> Let's get this the hell out of here. So I don't have it anymore. So now are you going to be angry at her if If I get hemorrhoids? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And all the time that you're wasting going to the bathroom? That's right. Well, I do. It is sad because the doctors say do not read on the toilet because that delays things, which is a great joy in life. So that, that is a sad thing. But I have tried to cut it down. And you don't need to squat. But if you lift your legs up, put your legs up on like a, a few books or mm-hmm. a stool, that's actually healthier. Now, this nature's platform thing, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to understand. So it fits over your toilet and turns it into a hole that you poop into. But that's isn't that what your toilet already is? I'm trying to visualize this. But Yeah, but what it does is you can put your feet on the side. It provides a place for you to put your feet uh, on so that you can balance. I see. Yeah, I have pictures in the book, actually. Ooh. Are there a lot of pictures in the book? They're a good number. Uh, you know, this one, I am fully clothed. I didn't want oh, it. There, we, there it is. Okay. Now oh, we know. Oh, wow. There. That's a nice one. You, it looks like you have that's... to take quite a big step up to get onto it, though. Yeah, which is good for you. That's true. Yeah. It's true. I should not be looking at things that strike me as inconvenient as uh, inconvenient. I should be looking at them as opportunities to get in a little extra exactly. movement. Exactly. Um, so Alfred is online one, and he is going to be doing things you never hear people say, mm. which is a delightful segment. So let's do that. But then when we come back, I want to explain to you about the fact that I haven't read this book yet, but I am a huge fan. And then my thoughts on that. I love it. Which will be all about you. Okay. Um, oh, we have the, how do we do this? Because we have the song that we have to play. So let's play the song and then go to Alfred. Alfred? As... Coincidentally enough, I'm actually on Nature's platform right now. So, Get out! So weird. What you guys are the are chances? What are the odds? Well, you now, very no idea. had you suffered from hemorrhoids and that's why you decided to make this change, or you're just multicultural? What's going on? No, I'm just a creep. 
<laughs> um, anyway, well, thank you for 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 being here, and uh, sorry for the delay. How's oh, no everything problem. going? It was fascinating. Um, I'm actually going to get a colonics shortly, but I'm going to have to probably cancel that because of the information you guys gave me. Well, you well know, maybe... even if it's not good for your health, but you just enjoy it, I think that's beneficial. That's right. You're absolutely right. If it's something you enjoy, don't cancel. And Except... it do. All right, I will not cancel it. It's, I feel like if you're someone who enjoys that, if I could overinterpret that, then that means that you're like trying to wash away some kind of guilt or something, something we won't like get that, into that. You know. That's a whole hour-long conversation, at least. Okay. Um, all right, cool. So, yeah, I, so I got five more of these things right now. Um, first one is this is uh, a little different because it's a guy talking to another guy. Okay. So it's after a date. Dude, she has like eight cats. I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Excellent. <laughs> I'm on a diet. Let's go to Denny's. <laughs> I got hammered with Mitt Romney. <laughs> when it comes to wearing knee-high socks, guys look way better than girls. <laughs> My parents taught me how to use Facebook. <laughs> Although, I feel like there will be a generation where th- that actually can say that. Well, yeah, there probably won't be a Facebook, though, by the right. time that happens. Right. There'll be something else that we won't understand. Exactly. Well, thank you, Alfred. How's everything thank going? AJ, Alfred lives in New York. Alfred, AJ lives in New York. Awesome. Alfred and AJ, I used to live in New York. That's real. I'm ready to hang out, and we got to bring Allison back. I we want should, to go we back. absolutely should, and uh, definitely we can talk about Nature's Platform. <laughs> right. I can't wait Which is to my talk new favorite shit. thing in the whole wide world now. Uh, listen, I have I have one that I'm not allowed to use because my, my my wife won't let me. And so uh, I don't know if you want to use nature's platform. Maybe it's not the the right thing to get. You, you might want a new one. But... Well, my new band is definitely going to be called Nature's Platform, so I know that. <laughs> well, thank you, Alfred. We will talk you to guys. you very soon. All right, thanks a lot, Allison. Bye. Thanks. Bye. He's delightful. I almost feel like we need a song to come back into this, but we don't. I just have an over-reliance on delightful jingles. So anyway, here's the thing. I've read all your other books, and you're one of my favorite writers, and I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm excited to read your new book. I have not read the new book yet. I almost downloaded it last night, but I was afraid that I would stay up all night reading it because I've heard that it's a stay-up-all-night-reading-it kind of book, like Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was thinking that I know that when I read the book, after you've been on the show, I'm going to be kicking myself because I'm going to be like, oh, damn it, I wanted to ask him about that. I wanted to ask him about that. Sort of like when you go see a band play live, um, you know, and they're touring on their new album and you haven't really listened to the album yet. And then at, well, for my experience was always then I would listen to the album and, and I would fall in love with it. And I'd be like, oh, man, I wish I could see them perform these songs live, even though I already did. Right. But like now that I already sort of know how the songs go. Um, well, I'm so, happy to come back. Okay. Anytime, yeah. Yay. So what else am I going to find in this book of yours? What what kind of sex things did you guys do? Well, <laughs> sex, I asked that of everyone, by the way. Sure. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, sex is very healthy for you. Usually, uh, you know, there's types of sex that are not. There actually, I found there are 1,000 penis fractures a year in uh, in America from I guess. Yeah, how do these happen? I think it's, you know, if you're just trying a little too hard for a, a position. Right. And uh, it just snaps. Oh, so, uh, I feel like a lot of people just close their legs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reporting the medical facts. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, 
But but overall, sex very good for you. It's good for stress relief. It's good for the heart, cardiovascular system, wards off heart disease. Good for uh, preventing prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. There's one study that says that it's a good hiccup cure. Some guy had hiccups for like two years, and he finally had sex, and they were gone. Wow! So that's something to think about. So I uh, I did try to improve my sex life. My wife and I have three young sons, so there's really quite a limit to amount to the how much you can improve it. Right. But we did improve it somewhat. And uh, I tried all of the aphrodisiacs because there are, you know, there are tons. There's like asparagus, chocolate, oysters, peanut butter. None of them really work. There's I didn't a- know asparagus was an aphrodisiac. I just I think of it as a punchline because it makes your pee smell. <laughs> that, 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 which is, I guess, some people find arousing. I okay. Don't know. Well, there you go. Well, I think yeah. the idea is it, it looks like a penis, therefore it must be uh, an aphrodisiac. I, I really feel like th- I'm looking at the wrong kind of penises if asparagus <laughs> look like penises. I mean, I can see the phallic suggestion of it, though. You're right. There are vegetables that are much more phallic than asparagus. Ooh, this is a fun game. Like what? Cucumbers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Cucumber, the zucchini. Trying to think if there's like a big. Yeah, isn't there like a white eggplant? Yeah, the original egg. This I know from the encyclopedia. The original eggplant is white. That's why they call it eggplant because it looked like an egg. That makes so much sense. It's almost like an eggplant that Banicula got to. Are you familiar with Banicula? (laughs) Oh, it's a children's book. I don't even. I don't know if I read it or only heard, or just heard about it. I'm surprised you didn't stumble across I this know. the B section of of your Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, it was like a a rabbit that was Dracula and would suck the color out of vegetables. Oh, I love so, that. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's yeah. a good premise. Now, something I read when reading about your book is that sex burns how many calories per hour? Depends what kind of sex act you're doing. <laughs> of course so, it does. <laughs> uh, and you can get on the internet, you can get a breakdown. But about uh, – I feel right. like Googling to get that breakdown is going to bring you a lot of things you don't want to see first. Right. Or things you want to see depending on true, who you are. True, true. Uh, this, I would say it, about average, it burns about 110, 120 calories an hour. So it's not It's, it's not, not like best. vacuuming, it's which a, is more, right? Is vacuuming more? I thought. I think so. According to your press materials, I feel like vacuuming is like 230 or 260. And also that probably depends on the kind of vacuuming you're doing. I do get I do get to more tired vacuuming, I think. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by the way, I learned that horse grooming burns 350 calories an hour. So that's a really good workout if you yeah. want to groom a horse. Right, because that involves a lot of squatting and then a lot of reaching and that's a lot right. of – Circular brushing. I briefly rode horses when I was young. and You did? Yeah. I never really groomed one, but I think I saw people do it. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's like detailing a car. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No more horses, though? You're done with horses? I actually got thrown, and I broke a few ribs. Oh, my Lord. Uh, and then, you know, everyone's like, get right back on the horse. So I uh, I didn't for a long time, though. But then I did start riding again. And then, this is when I was pretty young. And then my younger sister got thrown, and she didn't hurt herself like I did but at that point my parents kind of pulled the the reins so to speak, <laughs> on that one and just felt like it was too dangerous and for the longest time I've walked around kind of wanting to ride horses again or at least go once or twice but with this idea that no I've been forbidden from doing that and yet I'm an adult I really could do it if I want that's true isn't it weird I don't know Doesn't if you like make that. it even more alluring the whole yeah. forbidden fruit exactly right now I don't know I am some I'm an adult but there's a lot of things that I uh 
a lot of ways in which I feel like I'm not truly an adult. Are, do you have any of that? Or are you a real grown-up? No, I am definitely not. I mean, when I think of myself, my mental age is like 23. And I like double that. I'm 44. It's mm-hmm. embarrassing. I don't know when I'm going to grow up. I don't know if there's anyone who really walks around feeling as old as they are, though. I know. Like, I feel like most people – yeah, Gary, sick Gary. I walk around feeling older than I am, yelling at you to stop texting and driving and <laughs> all this other nonsense. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely – not to shit on your point, but I, I feel like oh, okay. I act my age or a little bit older. Okay. Never mind you. Um, no, Gary said something very sweet to me yesterday. He said, I don't know which I want you to stop more, texting and driving or reading internet comments. <laughs> they're both very dangerous. Because he feels they're both, yeah. Detrimental de- to your health. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know, I like the internet. Con- I, I do that, too. Actually, I read someone, someone some celebrity calls it cutting. I that <laughs> it is kind of like that, yeah. It is like cutting. You just – if you want to do it and then you feel horrible. Right. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I like – they like they, – they attack my physical appearance. It's like it's not even my ideas or my uh, my thoughts. Who but, is doing this? Is uh, there comments now? Well, I've just read in the past. I've tried to cut down. I'm trying to think what they said. Someone attacked – I have an overbite. Uh, so they like you know made some uh, disparaging remarks about that. So it really it's just a horrible way to. It's if you want to be depressed and self conscious, yeah. it's like the best thing. To I do. know, I, and it's like and the funny thing is me hearing the the awful comments you get. I'm e- able to laugh yours off. Like oh fuck them, that's stupid. Who cares? You know, it's just someone trying to take a cheap shot. And yet when I find when you're reading it about yourself, it's just for me at least. It's like. It's so disembodied that it just becomes those uh, self doubts and like the negative voices in my head saying it, right. or or kids on the schoolyard, or you know, it's not who, it's not at all whoever is actually writing it, which I'm sure is some sad loser. That's it. So. Well, that's the other thing. Our brains are very irritating because you yes, could, they you, sure are. They're the worst. <laughs> if you read a hundred positive comments and then read one negative comment. You forget all about the hundred positive comments. It's yeah. so frustrating. I, I wish know. our brains would just act rationally. I feel like there's probably some people out there, though, whose brains bother them less. Yeah. Or maybe that's just the myth of the ignorance is bliss thing. Mm. I don't know. Well, I think you can train your brain to be a little better. Is this, now, is this something that you did in your book? I did do some mental stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. and tried to uh, to stress out less. Uh I found thinking about death made me much more calm. Really? Yeah. The whole idea of memento mori, you know, we're all going to die, so you better enjoy life. And, mm, you know, yeah. the, in, in medieval times or renaissance times, they had uh, a lot of skulls around so that they would remind them. And I found that I didn't get actual skulls because uh, I found them too creepy, mm-hmm. but I got like colorful pictures of skulls, like uh, Grateful Dead type. And, uh, <laughs> and that made me feel better. Just the reminder that it's all sort of yeah, that you, if, uh, transient. Uh, yeah, and that I better enjoy life. I got to stop worrying about people who make comments about my orthodonture. You know, that is uh, – <laughs> Right. Uh, so I found that very, very – and I also, in terms of stress relief, uh, I took a class called like uh, one of these laughter classes. You ever hear of these? No. Oh, yeah. They're a big movement. This is what I've lost by moving out to L.A. Oh, no. There's here. There are there. Actually, maybe of, there's more of them out here. More. This is what I've lost by becoming a withdrawn shut-in. Uh, there you go. Uh, well, this, the idea is that there is science that says that laughter is good for you, that it's 
that it relieves your stress. It's good for your cardiovascular system. So what you do is you go into a room with 15 strangers and spend an hour just laughing. And no one's allowed to tell jokes. You just have to go around to each other. It's like a cocktail party, and you laugh. I went Do you there. talk or you just laugh? No, you not no talking. It's I mean, very insane sounding. It is a very bizarre and and, a, and in the beginning very stressful because it's <laughs> like you know you're forced to laugh and you know that's hard. And some of these guys have been doing it for years, so they're like <laughs> awesome laughers, and you feel totally inadequate. Do you feel like they are using their real laugh though, or do they have their special laugh that they put on for these kind of circumstances? Well, in the class, actually, the class leader will take you through like ten different laughs. Ooh. So you've got you you know you do for five minutes, you do a joy. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I think burping is healthy. Farting actually that, that is quite healthy. That then is. I'm super healthy. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Slightly but, embarrassed now that I just said that so excitedly. <laughs> I don't even. I don't. I'm just pretending. I don't know. <laughs> that is okay. It's uh, okay. good for you. Thank you. Uh, Which is better for you, farting or burping? I would say. Well, what happened when I switched to an all vegetarian diet as part of this experiment? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I've never been more flatulent in my life. <laughs> it was insane. Right. It was like a constant stream. So, uh, <laughs> how'd I, your wife feel about that? Yes, she wasn't overjoyed. Uh, so the um, I, I I have uh, and your body is supposed to adjust and and not be as flatulent. But mine did not adjust for like six months. It was you were uh, a vegetarian for six months. I did try mostly plants for six months because it was a two year project. So I want to try it right for a, for a longer time. What was uh, the hardest thing that you did in this book? The hardest thing. Uh, well, probably just trying to fit everything into every day because mm-hmm. you've got to exercise. You've got to, uh, you know, meditation is very, there's a lot of science that says meditation is good for you. Uh, is that something you've continued to do? No, that is one thing I have totally jettisoned, even though it's really good for you and I should. I just don't have the attention span. Yeah. It's very terrible. Do you do it? No, but I um, I know about it. <laughs> something. I think it would be good if I did. No, it requires a discipline. Uh, that I lack. That's true. I do. I try to do something uh, called like microwave meditation, where if I'm in the back of a cab for five minutes, I try to meditate there, and it's a special challenge because yes, got, it is like the cab driver screaming and in, into the cell phones, and, and you've got yeah, and the little televisions that are oh, yelling at yeah, you. And exactly. I I said recently on uh, the Adam Carolla show that what did I say? I we were talking about cabs, and I said something about how. Um, and there's those little TVs in the back, and if you're like me, you spent your whole life thinking it'd be so great if there could be TVs in cars, and yet in cabs, the first thing I do is like dive to turn it off. And no one reacted, I think, because that's not, cabs don't have those out here, or just, it's not a cab culture. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it dep- that's because they show the most horrible stuff. Exactly. They show Sandy Kenyon on uh, talking about. Uh, it was uh, when I was when I was there. It was Sarah Gore. From oh, LX TV, yeah. you know, and she's pretty. Uh, she is pretty. <laughs> I had Jimmy Kimmel yelling at me about some bullshit I could not possibly have cared less last time I was there. Mm-hmm. I, I hit the mute button before I tell the guy where I'm going. I hate those TVs. Well, then I wish you could have laughed louder at the Irvine show when I said that from the stage because I, I was very alone. I, I laughed very, very loud. Alone. I was in the corner. <laughs> Sorry. You need to get up on the mic and laugh 
next time we do that. Me and News Mom were laughing back then. <laughs> they call me, I'm the, the you know the news girl on the show, and they call my mom News Mom. My oh, parents live in Orange County, so they come to the the OC shows. So anyway, and also there were the uh, there was a phase where you'd get into the cab, and there was an announcement telling you to buckle up your seatbelt. Right, and it was Elmo. Sometimes. Oh, it was various yeah. various celebrities. Yeah, Donald Trump yelling at you. Well, I you probably haven't been back recently, but now okay. there's the head of the Taxi and Limousine Commission, Ooh. Uh, who I actually went to high school with. He uh, has a little video telling you to buckle up, and he's like, don't make me go back there. So it's like my high school friend yelling at me every day. Who's considered the bigger success <laughs> by the school? <laughs> I don't know. He's well. He's more famous because he's in every cab. Right. I think that everyone know everyone in New York know. Oh, David Yasky. Oh, sure, Yasky. <laughs> um, so, did you try like all the different diets in the book? Mm-hmm. Did you do Atkins and South Beach? I and did all of that stuff. I did all of those. The Paleo diet, uh, <clears throat> which is as you know, you know, mostly meat mm-hmm. and and bugs. By the way, bugs. The true cavemen, like oh. the really hardcore cavemen. They say bugs are good. And it, and the really hardcore ones say you can't cook your meat uh, because cavemen didn't. Although, didn't they have fire? Well, that's the, the sort of the reform wing of the caveman <laughs> movement. They say, what are you talking about? They had, they had fire. But the orthodox so, cavemen. The know. orthodox are like, So no. did you eat raw meat and bugs? I did try that raw meat. I actually ate bugs for my biblical project because mm-hmm. in the Bible you are allowed to eat certain types of bugs, crickets, grasshoppers, and locusts. That's in uh, Leviticus. So I thought I would try that. Uh, but for this one, no, I decided not to eat already bugs. already done that, yeah. yeah. Did I you done. eat the raw meat, though? Yeah, sure. I tried that, which, uh, you know, uh, you, know you, you tell yourself it's a steak tartare. <laughs> right. And then it's not as bad. But And the, you know what was even harder, though, than the caveman diet was the raw food diet. That is great. Have you ever tried that? No, I there's a restaurant in New York that is a raw food restaurant, except they might be a little bit uh, reformed because I think that there's certain things they'll cook like up to a certain de- – there's some – Yeah, 115 you know, like 100... degrees okay, right. is what they're allowed to cook it up to. Um, but and... I mean that was one meal and I thought it was okay, but I didn't I went there up. during – I took my friends there afterwards and they said that they had never had a worse case of the runs after that restaurant. So, wow. There you um, go. It gets things moving. <laughs> exactly. Maybe so the raw good. food diet was hard for you. It was hard just because I thought not cooking my food would save some time. Mm-hmm. Not cooking takes up so much damn time. It's crazy. Yeah. Because you've got to do this juicing and then you got to clean your juicer and they're like 45 parts. So it took like two hours. Uh, you got to do this thing, what you were talking about, dehydrating, which is cooking at a very low level. Right. And, and you cook for like 14 hours. So uh, that was hard. Yeah. I recently had um, a cooking cooking experience. So on my show last week, I had – do you know who Hungry Girl is? I um, She was my guest. And I don't – and I, so I've been reading her books. Uh, and I don't know if I was inspired by that or what it was. But I've been hearing about making mashed potatoes using cauliflower. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, good. it's like I've read that all – you know, for a long time I've known about that. And I feel like – uh, in the past, I've done something with cauliflower where I substituted it for something, and it worked pretty well. But I I bought a head of cauliflower, and I my mistake was I decided I'm not going to follow a recipe. I just feel like I can wing this. <laughs> it wasn't really – it was less a decision than it was a lack of decision to look at a recipe. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, what the hell? I have this blender that I like, and I have the head of cauliflower, so I'm just going to see what happens. 
Um, and what happened was I made something that tasted like cauliflower mushed up with some milk in it. And it was, not, was good. not good. No. Um, oh, and I put some mustard in there, which I'm pretty. You know what it was? I think I combined Ooh. ingredients for fake potato salad and fake mashed potatoes. Uh, I don't know. Problem. It was. It wasn't good, and it took me forever, though. Right. Forever. So that that's why I bring bring it up because it's like to clean the cauliflower and then to blend it in a blender. Right. Oh my god! It's like an that that takes forever. And so you weren't even able to eat it. Did you eat any of it afterwards? Or you, I kept trying. To, yeah, I mean, I ate some of it. I mixed it in with mm-hmm. some other stuff. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a good uh, experiment. But I think that that's my fault because I didn't follow a recipe. One thing I do like about the blender, the juicing, is just the feeling when you push down a, a vegetable. Mm-hmm. There's like it's kind of violent. It's like it makes me feel manly. It's like I think I don't like go you're f- making that cucumber your bitch. Yeah, <laughs> or or what have you? Exactly. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't hunt, so I don't feel mm-hmm. dressed as a deer or, you know, got a fish. But this is sort of like the closest I'll ever get is just really going at the <laughs> carrot and just like decimating it. In the paleo diet, do they encourage you to uh, hunt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can go out and they're, they're like expeditions. Uh, you didn't do that, though? That I did. I, I went out with the paleo guys for a paleo workout in Central Park because cavemen did not have – you know, a membership at Equinox or whatever. So, <laughs> right. uh, so you're supposed to exercise out in nature. They they make you crawl on the ground and uh, and throw boulders and climb trees. So I had a great time. It was hilarious. I don't really do it on a regular basis, but it, uh, also because I got like some horrible glass splinter in my foot. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Glass uh, in the wild? Uh, yeah. Well, it was Central Park. So yeah, it was oh, okay. the wild. It's not really the wild then. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, and we did not chase squirrels, but I, I think it was brought up, but uh, mm-hmm. but we didn't follow through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the worst that you hurt yourself in the course of these two years? I did hurt myself a few times. One was I hurt my shoulder. It was actually a very humiliating way. I, I wouldn't tell people how I hurt it, but I heard it playing Wii. Uh, <laughs> A Wii, and it wasn't even like a manly Wii like rugby or Wii football. It was right. Wii kayaking <laughs> because those things, there's no uh, resistance. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I was really It was paddling. your Herculean strength. You threw your arm back too Thank hard. Thank you. Thank you for you're that. Welcome. Exactly. So, yeah, that was a problem. Which, uh, which book has been the hardest on your wife? Definitely The Year of Living Biblically was the hardest because, well, first of all, there are all those purity laws. You know, you're not allowed to touch a menstruating woman. And if you take Leviticus really seriously, you cannot sit on a seat where a menstruating woman is sat because mm-hmm. then the seat is impure, makes you impure. And my wife found that offensive. So she sat in every seat <laughs> in our apartment and I was forced to stand, which I now realize is kind of healthy. So yeah, it, it all worked out. Uh, but how was this one for her? This one, well, she liked the idea because she wanted me to get healthy. But then I, I you know, I think I took it a little too far for her taste. It drove her crazy in that way. Uh, I took her to some of these exercise regimens. There's one, I don't know if you know it, but it's in New York. It's, and now it's probably here, Intensati. You ever hear that one? Um, Only because I saw a video of you doing it. Oh, uh, okay. But no, I never knew of it before. This Tell is, the listeners what goes into Intensati. This is where sounds you... sounds like a very made-up word. <laughs> it is a made-up word. Uh, you, you go there and you do aerobics, jumping around. But at the same time, you have to scream affirmations. So it's like a Tony Robbins seminar mixed with exercise. So you're screaming like, I want it. I want it. I really, really want it. 
And uh, my wife, I took her to that, and she is furious because she's like, this is Harry Krishna bullshit. And I was like, oh, sorry. Now, see, that's interesting because from our discussion earlier, you were saying that your wife is, you know, she works for a scavenger hunt company and she's a person who's positive and into stuff, whereas you and I are more like, I don't want to dance uh, on the dance floor or ever kind of people. I would think that she would be into something like that. That's a great point. Whereas I would think that you would be in the corner, you know, at least mentally laughing at it. Well, I was mentally laughing at it, but I felt I had to embrace it, mm-hmm. um, partly because she hated it so much. I felt so guilty. I was like, no, this is great. Uh, but she, what I think she is very enthusiastic, but anything with, that smacks of new age, mm. she does not like. Oh, interesting. So, uh, so she's grounded, but happy. Grounded, That's but like happy. the perfect person, huh? I know. I can't believe I found her. It's really, and yeah, I convinced her to marry me. That was, I, bait, I totally did a bait and switch. How did you guys meet? We met at Entertainment Weekly magazine. Uh, she, we were both working there. And uh, I actually proposed to her through Entertainment Weekly. It was a totally oh, so journalistically unethical. Uh, I, I used. I was writing an article about Sex in the City, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of implied. I never said it, but I implied if you help me with my proposal, then I'll write a lovely article about your show. And so they were like, "All right, we'll help you." So oh. they 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 helped me out. What like how? What did they do? Well, I brought a camera on, and you know, I had uh, a Charlotte or whoever say, "Oh, I can't believe AJ Jacobs wants to get married. I thought he was gay." And then. <laughs> No, he wants to get married to Julie Schoenberg, and then I and then I edited it into a, a show, and uh, so she she sort of liked it, but then she's like, I thought I could get away with sort of delegating it to the TV, so right. I didn't actually have to do it. Yeah, and she's like, she watched, she's like, that's fine, but get down on your knees and ask me to marry. <laughs> like Jesus, demanding. Yeah. That's so cute. See, my feeling about the sort of. I would say stunt proposal, except I don't know if I'd call that a stunt proposal. That but was the, surely a stunt. Okay. The splashy proposal is you got to be pretty sure the answer is going to be yes. Well, that's true. No. I mean, the thing was she – I only did this because it was kind of an ultimatum. It was like, I want to be – you got to ask me to marry you and you got to do it in a creative way because I would just, you know. Of course uh, someone who works for a scavenger hunt company would want the creative proposal. There you proposal. go. Yeah, so so there are downsides. It can be quite exhausting. <laughs> you know, you have to work at this stuff. Right. But well, overall, it's uh, the positives outweigh it. Well, I think that we should do some just mirror everyone so that we can figure out if uh, the listeners of this show are normal or if they're freaks. But first, I want to tell everyone about a new sponsor that I'm very excited about, and it is Sherry's Berries. And actually, first, let's talk about Mother's Day. Is Mother's Day a big thing in your world, AJ? Uh, yeah, it has to be. Otherwise, I'm in a lot of trouble. Okay. But, but the lucky thing is that my wife tells me what to buy, so I don't have to stress out about what to buy. Well, she should tell you to buy Sherry's Berries. What they are is um, gigantic strawberries dipped in chocolate, mm-hmm. and there's decorative swizzle or nuts or chocolate chips. And they're actually they're, – I'm not just endorsing something that I haven't seen and haven't put in my mouth. That. As you might think I would be. <laughs> but <laughs> no, the, 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 periodically big boxes of Sherry's Berries come to the studio here and I, and people offer them to me and I'm like, oh, oh no, I couldn't. Oh no. And then before long I am and they're very good. And the thing about them is that the chocolate is very thick and you could actually eat it separately if you wanted to mm. be like me and bite into it and then kind of separate the strawberry and the 
I shouldn't be saying this because that makes me sound weird. And I'm sure the intention is not, hey, separate your berries and your chocolate. But I'm just saying that's how good the chocolate part of it is. Um, Yeah. And they're beautiful. And it's only $19.99. It's over 40% savings. But my listeners can double the berries for just $10 more. Um, And it is a Mother's Day promotion. And... Here's the thing. I, my birthday is Mother's Day. I was born on Mother's Day, and I have always felt like I'm gift enough. <laughs> and I actually feel bad because Mother's Day um, in the family that I grew up in sort of got short shrift always because it was just um, – it, uh, it was superseded by my birthday. But I've come to realize that Mother's Day is actually a pretty big deal for other people who have moms. Yes? Like, Gary, what do you guys do? Um, I'll definitely be down there for dinner and whatever the fuck else she wants. Yeah, see, and my family was always just an afterthought, and I feel bad about that, which is why I have to give my mom a buttload of berries. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, she's getting flowers, berries, and then something mm-hmm. on the day. There, right. it, it's a production. I'm sorry, Mom. I hope the berries will make up for it. The surprise of berries. So anyway, yeah, if you're looking for something that you that I can assure you your mom will love, get her Sherry's Berries. And also, by the way, chocolate is, is healthy for you. And that is it true. is. Yes, the, all the antioxidants. I mean, I won't go into it, but the really healthy chocolate is the one that tastes like a detergent. It's like horribly bitter. But, uh, but Is that can, super duper dark chocolate? Yeah, that's like, like that? 100% uh, cocoa you want. Mm. Like the, the, the well, this honey. has 100% cocoa in it. There you go. <laughs> exactly. With yes. some other treats. These don't taste like detergent. They taste like <laughs> things that are decadent and delicious and have a big juicy berry in them. Um, and so if you're someone who listens to this show and thinks, I would like to help out this show. How can I show my support? You can buy some berries. Okay, then. Um Call and okay, and you're thinking, but where do I purchase these berries, which you've talked at length about? Call 866 Fruit Zero Two. I love that that is a phone number. I'm going to say it again 866 Fruit Zero Two, or visit berries.com, B E R R I E S.com. Once again, that is B E R R I E S.com. I feel like they have they got a really good URL and a really good phone number. That's true. That I'm, uh, true. I'm kind of in awe of that. Well, who's and, fruit one, though? That's what I want to know. I know. I don't. I don't. Now I don't know. I shouldn't have said it. I know. Now, now, I, now I'm going to get it out of my head. It's fruit <laughs> zero two. Forget about the other people. Fruit 866 Fruit 02, click on or berries.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in best friend. Do not type in anything else. Whatever you do, make sure to type in best friend. Because if you type in someone else, then they're going to get the credit for this delicious read. Go to berries.com. I take this seriously. I just don't take myself seriously. <laughs> Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, type in best friend, as in Alice from Rosen is your new best friend. You have to order now because the offer expires midnight on Friday. So what are you waiting for? Okay, then. And now, just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. Ionister 80 or Lannister 80. And if so, I'm wondering if that is a Game of Thrones reference, says, does everybody play the that's where I would sleep if I was a bum game? Sorry if you've done that already. Um, that's how much we haven't done it already that I'm not even familiar with this game. I don't play that. However, as I said on, on the Adam Carolla show recently, there's now like half a couch 
uh, just hanging out sort of on the side of my house, and it's become uh, a place that people with no home make their own. And then I feel like a jerk for thinking, oh, I don't like this. Um, because I am kind-hearted, but I'm also someone who's like, I don't want, like, what's going on here? Is this, it rotating homeless people or it's is just, it just no, one? It's just one. Gotcha. I guess that's better. It's a, it's sort of a, a loyalty kind of that's thing. Right. It's monogamy. It's more like why is someone dumping their piece of a couch right here? And where's the rest of the couch? That is weird. You know? Is so anyway, right? yeah. that's where I'd sleep if I were a bum because it'd be so convenient, <laughs> um, you know, provided that that guy had vacated it. But I don't I don't normally think about that. Do you? I think, well, when I walk over like a warm grating in New York, oh, yeah. then I'm like, ah, this is where I would go. Because it'd be vented, right? Yeah, yeah. Be a lot you of ventilation. Exactly. You know, I think a lot of people pee on those grates. <laughs> That's my understanding. I've never done it, but... That's true. But I think the entire Manhattan Island is just coated with pee, so I don't think you can really escape. You're right. You're right. If someone were to spray, um, what's that called? Luminol or whatever uh, around New York, the whole city would just glow, I think. be beautiful. (laughs) It really would. (laughs) Gary, do you think about where you'd sleep if you were a bum? Alfred kind of stole mine. I know exactly where I'd sleep if I was a bum. It's a great on the corner of First Ave and 20th Street in New York because it's the warmest. Every time you walk over it, it is. So that's during winter. During you mean AJ? AJ. Sorry. I'm so sick. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> you said Alfred. I'm fucking. I'm sorry. That's I'm right. so sick. That's I had no okay. idea. I enjoyed Alfred's son. Oh, okay. Being mistaken yeah. so, well, you could be Alfred then. First and 20th in the winter. There you go. Okay. First that's and 20th. Oh no! Oh no! I'm doing that thing in my head now where I'm forgetting what neighborhood that is. That's uh. Stytown. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, let's see here. When I lock my car with the fob remote, I push it multiple times to make sure it's locked. I do that. I and I, then I even so make do I. it honk, and then I feel like a jerk because <laughs> everyone around probably jumped. I imagine you. Do you have a car? I don't have a car. Mm, so, it's so healthy. Uh, yeah, but uh. But I think it's in the same genre as pushing the elevator button many oh, times yes. while, while it's still lit. I push the crosswalk signal many uh, times, like seven or eight or just repeatedly. I just don't trust that it goes through once. I agree with you. I do too. And when I uh, – here's where I go on my New York, L.A. reverie. When I was living in New York, I could always tell that I – and I would visit my family out here and then I would go back. I always knew – well, I knew when I had gone, but you could always tell that I had just spent too much time in California because I would be in New York waiting for the thing to turn for me to cross the street. <laughs> and when I would first get here, I would almost get killed because I would jaywalk. Because uh, yeah, you really, I find you really can't jaywalk in LA because the cars are just going too fast. Right. Whereas in New York, do you, I mean, do you ever wait for it to turn? No, no, I don't. And and also, since I drive so little, I'm a terrible driver. So I have. Uh, it's been a few years, but I have sat at a stop sign. Waiting for it to turn <laughs> for like at least two minutes. Right. Oh, I'm glad it finally turned. Okay. <laughs> um, Sean Rob Dixon says, getting even more annoyed at a loud cell phone convo when it's in a foreign language. Yes, I do that too. Or uh, I've talked about on the subway, it used to irritate me when people would have a conversation in a foreign language really loudly. And then I think, what's going on? Am I xenophobic? But I think it's just that it's taxing on my brain because it's like a braying sound that I can't decipher. Right. I agree. And uh, and there are some languages that are more annoying than others. Oh, yeah. And, 
French, I find very irritating just because <laughs> it's just like, you, 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 you. they're so, I mean, I Is it can, the implied snootiness? Yes. Like, can you find a, a can a, a Frenchman sound humble? That would be interesting. Like, Ooh, that's good because their their language is so pretentious. Right. I and, don't know what it is. And can someone speaking German sound um, easygoing? Right. That's a great question. Exactly. Gary, I, back German. It definitely bugs me. Um, the one that that overtaxes me is when it's in a language that I sort of understand like Spanish Mm -hmm. because then I find myself trying to keep up and I'm Mm. not good enough. So I, you know, hear one, one out of every seven words and I'm trying to put it together into what it is. And I just find myself obsessed with what's going on. So yes, definitely bugs me. All right. Weevo Dove, uh, thinks everyone else is a robot and that I'm the only real person alive in the world more so when I was a kid. I can relate to that, although that specific one I I didn't do. You guys? I definitely did. Not the robot. I did more the Truman Show one as a mm. kid. Oh, yeah. Everyone is an actor. And as soon as I left the room, they'd be like, oh, thank God. And then go to the craft services. Uh, <laughs> but did that one, yeah. I mean, I think it goes with like the crazy narcissism of being a kid. Like you think you are the center of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that one, that one definitely doesn't. I'm sure I did silly things when I was a kid, but that one doesn't. Spark my memory. The thing that I would always did as a kid, I, actually, I probably still do, but well, less so now. Um, I would, any, whatever sort of conflict or situation I was thinking about, let's like let's say I was thinking about something that happened with my teacher, then I would imagine that how I would be if I were a teacher, and then I would imagine going on a talk show and talking about <laughs> my way, like you know how I got to be the teacher that I was and why I made the kind of decisions, That's or funny. if I were you know like. Um, this the most popular girl in class, right? And so then I'd be on a talk show talking about being like a really compassionate, popular <laughs> girl or whatever. It always involved a talk show and being whoever the person was that I was kind of. And now you with. have a talk show. I know, but I'm just me. It's come, a it's bummer. Dream come true. Drake Ballsworth. I get annoyed that my windshield wipers leave an unwiped shark fin shaped section at the bottom of my windshield. Oh yes, oh yes, I do too. And my windshield now, one of them is doing this weird like flippy thing it, it's dragging and it's creating this um i don't know what the just you know just a, just a flippy thing yeah. it's not a streak it's that it yes it's a streak but it doesn't smoothly go along the windshield it it drags and, and skips. makes noise yeah no i know what you're i know what you're saying it yeah. vibrates against the windshield yes it's time for oh. new windshield wipers yes uh, the aftermarket uh cheapo ones yeah. apparently have been a mistake so you get annoyed by this as well? I do. Well, I mean, I remember thinking as a kid, like, this is going to be fixed. Like, in <laughs> yes. like five years, this crazy thing. Right. And it's still there. What What are they waiting for? All the untold accidents that happen because you can't see out of that little <laughs> half moon. Okay. DPNO10 wipes down the office restroom countertop and the paper towel dispenser after washing hands. No, I, I don't do that. I appreciate that. Yeah, That's yes. really nice. <laughs> but yeah. perhaps I've appreciated your work. Um, M-B-A-C-G-A. Hmm. Does he have an M-B-A in C-G-A? I'm, is C-G-A a I'm thing? I'm assuming C-G-A is his initials. Oh, okay. Something. If I wake up in the morning before my alarm goes off, I won't look at the time. It makes it easier to go back to sleep without stress. No, I I like that idea, but I look at the time all the time. And I wake up a lot in the night. Yeah, that uh, takes some that takes some willpower on yeah. his part. Pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I love. I definitely look at the time and get stressed. I mean, it only stresses me out if it's within like ninety minutes of when I have to be up. But mm-hmm. it's the middle of the night. It's just informational. Well, now, see, I work evenings, so I unless I have a meeting or something, I actually don't really set my alarm. I just tend to wake up uh, at around the same time. What about? Do you have to get up at a certain time, Gary? Uh, well, it changes day to day. You know. Um, there's a lot of days where I don't set an alarm. If I don't have to set an alarm, I absolutely won't. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's other shows I work on that record in the mornings. So, Bastards. Eh, they're good people. Now, you work from home on your treadmill. I do. When's the uh, last time you worked in an office? I worked in probably five years ago. Was that at Esquire? Exactly, at you Esquire. Were, okay. uh, but I, I don't need to set an alarm because my, my kids are oh, – their right. natural alarm is horrible. It's are you a morning like, person normally? No, I hate the morning. I really do, and yeah, I'm not. I I don't. I can't really function till like ten o'clock. So it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Janana thirteen, Gina thirteen. No, I think Janana. Um, I count down to major events via the expiration dates on dairy products. <laughs> uh, for example, my cream cheese expires after I move to Germany. Um, I uh. The only time I really do that is like around now where I have milk that is going to expire after my birthday, which is May 11th. Um, so I guess I do do that, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. That is not something I do. But, is that uh, because you're negligent of your dairy? Exactly. Or is it because you just sort of count down major life events differently? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I know that my wife hates it because I uh, – I am very bad with the expiration dates. I just let things expire. And well, then, yeah, I will if I if I smell something and it smells okay, uh, and it's past the expiration date, I will probably still use it. Whereas yeah. my boyfriend is like, "Oh, this is expiring tomorrow," and then he um, puts it in a drum in the middle of the ocean. All right, let me ask you guys a slightly off topic, but still on the expiration dates. What is the worst thing you've ever discovered? Oh, that's good. That's been expired, like the longest expired. Oh. And I have a reason for asking this question. Well, tell us yours. Well, I was was recently at my parents' house and went to grab, I don't know, something for a hamburger and discovered that it was a year uh, expired and uh, started yelling at my mom and she started being really defensive and we had dinner and then I went back after dinner and started looking through the whole refrigerator. (laughs) So I want to hear your answer before I tell you the the punchline but see i don't think i found anything disgusting but i know that my parents will have like dimetap or like some kind of over-the-counter medicine that expired in 1995 um <laughs> and my dad's a doctor so i don't know what's going well but you know what it is there but they're just kind of pack rats like we all are which is really bad if there's one thing i could as someone who doesn't have children if there's one thing i could say to teach your kids it's to be organized and not to keep things forever at the same time, I appreciate that my mom hasn't thrown out anything where I'm like, I can't believe you threw that out. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm trying to think if I found anything really disgusting. I mean well, – isn't there a difference between being organized, which is definitely a good trait, and being willing to let things go? Because that's a problem that my mom has too is that – Okay, she, Dr. She's, Gary. She's, or no, she's organized. No, it's but, true. But she doesn't – she won't throw things away. She'll just yeah. organize the shit out of them and then we end up with a – very neatly packed garage full of nonsense. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, there there are certain things where my mom is kind of like that, actually. Like her – the things that she files, it'll be like an entire file from 20 years ago of papers she doesn't need. 
Like, I can tell you she doesn't need them, but she still has them there. Um, I'm just disorganized and I have trouble making decisions or letting go of things. I'm the worst of all those things. Yeah. My mom is very – I am very thankful that she kept all this crap like you said. Like I just – a few months ago – I, she showed me all of my report cards, which was a very traumatic because I thought I was a good student. But reading these, like this one line, it still sticks in my mind. He's like, "Potential is AJ's middle name." I'm like, God, what an <laughs> asshole thing to say. Potential. What's is your my real name. middle name? Stephen. See, he was wrong. That's right. Ha, first of all, <laughs> oh, that's a real Joe Queenan moment. There you go. Exactly. So, just to tie it up, once I finish. The worst thing I found had expired before 9-11. <laughs> what was it? I don't – I think it was I, – I don't know. It was a food item of some cor- some sort. I think it might have been olives or something. But it was – this was this was not in 2004. This was last month. Did it have things on it? Did no, like- none of it – see, that's, the one thing I will say for them is none of it really smelled to a point that it was making the rest of the refrigerator smell. Right. And I certainly wasn't opening anything to, to check it out, so maybe it did smell really awful. But it didn't. Nothing looked visually that bad. But the really, the really awful part of it is, is that in that last ten years, we've remodeled the house to the point where we got rid of the refrigerators and then got new ones. So she <laughs> so took the- all this <laughs> shit out, put it somewhere else, and then restocked it. Yeah, right. my friend Jen moved around a lot growing up, and there was this box of Santa Mac. It was macaroni and cheese in Santa shapes that was in like every single house. She was pro- wherever she is now. It's probably still in there. <laughs> um, and I recently had the experience of looking at blue cheese and thinking that mold is not the mold that it came with. That's not. That's it's not, it's not to supposed to look like that. Right. I think that's some fuzzy penicillin that has since grown on there. <laughs> I want to taste those olives, though. That sounds it. They're cure. They're they're really aged. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. they taste like an, a more innocent time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They yeah. remember the laughter. That's right. The irony before right. irony died. Now, did you? And it's okay if you did not. But did you have any just mere everyone's to oh, share? Well, I have a lot of OCD things that I think are pretty. I'm pretty sure are just me. But uh, you know, I like to swallow twice. There's something about just swallowing once. That, uh, that disturbs me. Do you ever have that experience where you forget how to swallow and you're like, I can't swallow? No. Oh, really? You've had that? That's apparently just me. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't last for very long, but it... <laughs> crazy. Gary's giving AJ that look like, ah, she's a crazy bitch. I don't know. <laughs> don't, lie. don't ask me. I have no idea. Um, I thought this was something that happens to other people. It's just a sort of like if you have to take a pill or just something where it's like, crap, how I can't make this happen. Okay, just me. Anyway, but you swallow twice each time you take a sip of something. That's right. When I try, or actually, when I'm just swallowing, you know, you just like right, swallow. Just to swallow. You always swallow twice. Uh, see, I would get stuck after the first one, and I would forget how to swallow on the second one, a yeah. tiny bit. I would have a hesitation. How often does this forgetting how to swallow occur? You know, I don't know. A couple times a minute. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Not even once a week. Is it ever? Like, are you okay? Has it ever gotten to a point where you were in danger of... I mean, sometimes I try to walk straight and I turn left. But I think I'm fine. You can can always smell toast. (laughs) Yeah, that's normal, right? (laughs) The whole world smells like toast. Um, I... It's never prevented uh, anything from happening. I just feel like once a week, you run the risk of eventually either 
spitting water or something out or I okay. Something I has do to happen, choke right? frequently on my own saliva, or I'll swallow, <laughs> inhale. Like you know when wow. you do you have a lot of saliva? I don't think so. I don't know what it is. That's a lot. That's impressive. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> Maybe choke frequently is the wrong word. You know when you're eating something and something goes down the wrong pipe. Yes. And you can't stop coughing. That yes. happens to me, only I wasn't eating anything. <laughs> I just breathed. <laughs> wow. Or something. Oh, thank you. Maybe. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Supporter. Maybe it's a Maybe gender thing. Maybe it's a female thing. thing. Yeah. That's there right. You go. All the ladies out there who have trouble swallowing. <laughs> Tweet at Allison Rosen is your new best friend. <laughs> yeah, and don't make it dirty. Uh, what else? Uh, what are my other... Well, this one I know is just me, but uh, I have one superstition where when I turn off the radio, it has, the last word has to be a noun. It, it can't be an adjective or a verb. It has to be a noun. So I, I wait until I hear like soda and then mm. <laughs> and then sometimes they'll be like soda and and I'm like, damn it. Then I have to turn it back on again. Does so, this ever make you late? Uh, yeah, it has made me late. I've I've kind of gotten control of some of my OCDs by putting my passions into these books, but mm-hmm. but uh, you know if I didn't, I think that it could be a real problem. I have things like that, um, like the number that that I wake up on, or like I don't like to wake up on a zero or a five. Oh. That's what everyone does. So what do you do? Um, you know, I set my alarm for like eight fifty one because it's too cliched to wake yeah. up at eight fifty. No, read the rule book, threw it away. <laughs> and so but if I like let's say I really need to pee or something and it's 850 I will I can get past it I will mm-hmm. allow myself I don't force myself to stay in bed till an uh, unusual number like I did as a kid um, and then the microwave as well I don't like to just do a minute it's like a minute one uh, or like 111 it. or you know but then I often stop it before it before it runs the whole thing um, and sometimes I'll realize by setting a bizarre number and then stopping it before it's used all the time, I might have just actually just, you know, microwave my food for 30 seconds. <laughs> I've defeated the purpose, you know. Um, all right. Gary, I think it is time for iTunes Comment of the Week. Allison Rosen brings you the best iTunes Comments of the Week. And Gary is now going to read these and select these because um, it's easier for Gary to read something nice about the show than for me to. All right. So our iTunes comment of the week this week comes from Bill Bramble. And he says, I just got back from a heart attack. Whew. Began my daily listens to the Adam Carolla podcast. And Allison throws out uh, Latisse Rape Ladder. And I laughed my arse off. <laughs> Then I got to the current show, and lo and behold, the beautiful Allison has her own... Oh, Lattice. Lattice Rape Ladder. Oh, Lattice. Sorry. That's okay. Lattice Rape Ladder. Then, uh, sorry, the beautiful Allison has her own ace podcast, and now, well, here I am. Style, humor, intelligence, beauty, the whole orchestra. Subscribe, folks. And then we have a couple shout-outs to uh, Mugby and to uh, John Working Night Drive Truck. So uh, well, thank you, Bill Bramble. That, that did I say his name right? Yes, you did. Thank you, Bill Bramble and Mugby and John Truck Night Guy Driver. John Working Night Truck Driver. That's right. Yes, thank you. So if you want to um, want to open yourself up to the joy that is being read by Gary in the iTunes comment of the week, just leave a good iTunes comment. 
And um, rate it five stars. How hard is that? It is not even that hard. Um, and make a rape reference. It sounds that's that right. Helps. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember what that was. Um, and it was something from the Adam Carolla show. And he was talking about a trellis, I think, or a lattice, like in the garden and how that could be something someone climbs up. And I said, yeah, it's like a, a lattice rape ladder. It was very, very droll. By the way, feel free to tweet at Adam that I'm retarded. The reason I said Latisse is because that was a joke from an old on the house. But yeah. Well, Latisse is a thing, though. It's the, it makes your uh, eyelashes grow longer, right? Well, that's definitely what I was thinking of. I know. Now I know your secret, Gary. <laughs> now I know your beautiful baby blues and why they're so lashy. No comment. <laughs> Topic sombrero because we have the song that I love. It's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. We asked for topics and you sent them in. It's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. Now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the so all the topics in the sombrero, and by the way, we need to refresh the sombrero, which makes it sound like we're going to spritz it with some kind of hat spray, some kind of special Febreze for hats. Refresh the sombrero. <laughs> sounds like it sounds wrong. It really does. <laughs> yeah, like what happened in prison. Oh, boy. He we, refreshed we, that sombrero <laughs> like you would not sombrero. believe. Yeah. Um, they all have to do with relationships. And uh, I feel like we could open up the sombrero to things that aren't just relationships. But for now, that's what all the topics are. So anyway, someone wanted us to address the quote-unquote nether relationship, which is where you're not dating each other but not seeing anyone else, and you're not likely to either. And I will say I think that is, um, is bullshit. And it's, it's not a healthy thing to be in, even though I totally understand it. Um, and I've certainly – I never referred to it as another relationship. I used to refer to them as relatio friendships. Um, but I think that if you are hooking up with someone but you're not technically dating, but it's making it so that you don't want to see anyone else, uh, then – that just can't go on for that long because you're depriving yourself of something healthy and something with a future. And and I would say to each of you, what's going on? Why are you uh, settling for this thing that is not the full thing that you could have, AJ? You don't uh, have to agree with me. No, Well, I, I remember when I started dating my current wife, like for like a month, she was giving me nothing. Like I got no signs that she liked me. And I just – and I you knew were- I was smitten, so I wanted to be with her. But I was like, you know, I gotta, uh, I'm gonna go out with an, another woman here or there. And uh, but I felt terrible about it. So, but I did you actually do that though? Yeah, you did. I did. Now was this in this was but a toy, w- or it was for self protection, or it was because you're like, I gotta diversify. Yeah, it was more self protection. Was mm-hmm. that yeah. And I will say, she is very organized. She has a list of all the guys she's ever dated. And, like, I looked wow. at the list once, and I'm not the last guy on the list. Oh! I was like, what the hell is this? So, uh. Now, and, this list. Is yeah. this, like, printed out and in some kind of laminate sleeve in a binder? Is this on a computer? It is in a book. It is in a spiral bound book called her, I forget what she calls it. Her, Things that I don't want my husband to look at. <laughs> Well, I found it very illuminating because she had details. She had like 
their you know physical characteristics the nicknames. are you serious oh yeah i love this okay why and how and what uh well, tell me i learned you know they're like they're like there are a lot in there. They're like, you know, 50 or 60. She didn't have to no, sleep no, with them No, but I all. mean, why oh. did she make this? Oh, she just loves lists. <laughs> like, she's a huge, everything in her life is a list. She has a list of every celebrity. I wish she were here right now. I would love to talk to this she, person. Uh, she has a list of like, you know, what she wore every day in fourth grade. You know, she charts her menstrual cycles when she first got them. That kind of thing. She likes lists. And you like minutia. I will, sorry, I don't mean to. Minutia is perhaps the wrong word. Although my middle initial is M, and I used to joke that it stands for minutia. But I mean, you like a lot of information too. Like yeah, you talk about I, in your book, when the best ways to be healthy is to keep track of everything you eat and how much exercise and all that. So right. you guys are perfect for each other in go. that way. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the. I learned a lot about her. I didn't know. You know, she ate. She dated briefly the heir to the. Oscar Mayer fortune, so that was exciting. Wow. I, I, you stole her away from the heir I, to the Oscar Mayer fortune. I think she made a mistake, honestly. Do you Now, when you see Oscar Mayer hot dogs in stores, do you, like, poke at them? Yeah, I get insanely jealous. <laughs> <laughs> You're buying what? <laughs> Certainly that can't be the only company that makes cocktail wieners. Um, <laughs> see, I once made a list, but I was in therapy at the time. I can't remember if my therapist recommended I do this or I just thought it would be illuminating. But I, I made a list of all the guys that I had really liked um, and sort of sort of like writing out like what were their qualities. And I just wanted to see, you know, what is it that they have in common and what went happened here. And I feel like I learned stuff at the time, although I completely forget whatever it was that I learned. So I guess I have made lists like that as well, but not – with the same, I don't think, dedication as your wife. Because there's none of these lists where I could, where I would want to show someone and where they would be able to, like, make sense of it. I would like to see it, though. Okay. Gary, do you make weird lists? I don't. Do you feel like that might be uh, the reason you are the way you are? It might be. My mom does, so I've never wanted to be a list person. Oh. When I, what, what, to what degree is her list making? Critical? Uh, it's... No, it's uh, it's it's more about um, the coming two or three months. It's it's she doesn't keep uh, you know she's not she's not a, 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 a what do you call it? she's she's not chronicling things. She's not you know keeping lists for posterity or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like she's just she's more about you know to do lists and and stuff like that. You know what list I actually did have for a while, but I had to get rid of it because I realized it was a little unhealthy. It was a. I would make a list every time my wife made a mistake, like every time she lost her wallet or forgot the car keys, because every time I would do something wrong, she'd be like, you know, what the hell? And then I would always forget. I would be like, but what about the time? And I'd always forget what the specifics were. Right. So I had a list. So when I was in an argument, I could bring it out and reference That's her That's smart. How did she take that? Yeah, you know, as, as you might expect, not a huge fan. But right. she's such a better arguer than I am. I needed some help. I needed some visual aids. But I decided, you know, that's that's not so healthy. So now, what do you do? Now I just roll over. <laughs> <laughs> I've just given up because there's nothing in your arsenal anymore. Exactly. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about or get to or do. I have so enjoyed our time together. I have enjoyed it tremendously. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Gary. Come back to the microphone, sit Gary. What's up? 
Was there any fallout from last week? And I'm sorry if this is throwing you under the bus by not talking to you before the show about whether it would be cool if I asked you this. And let me let the listeners in in a vague way on what I'm talking about. Well, no, I'm, I'm letting AJ in in a vague way. The listeners presumably know what I'm talking about. So we've slowly been getting to know Gary a little more, and I've been encouraging him to just jump in there with your um, nose full of snot and stuff <laughs> and frogs in your throat and coughs and great attitude. I'm just kidding. I'm just busting on you. Um but last week he talked a little bit about some – because I've just been like, is Gary dating anyone? What's going on? What is the private life of Gary like? And, and it's been a big question mark to me. But um, – well, except that I know that he has an ex-girlfriend who called him Gare Bear. That I know. A long, long-term ex. That's true. Um, but because each show we try to give him a nickname. Yeah, and <laughs> twice people have – the listeners – that's the first time the listeners have heard that. Twice somebody has suggested Gare Bear. And ironically, that was what somebody right. used to call me. But we recently found out about um, about some details of his personal life. Um, and so I just wanted to know if there had been any fallout from that, from the parties involved. Not really. I No. I was, I was more worried. I didn't really have anyone say anything. Um, I feel like we should say sort of what it was. Uh, yeah, we were discussing um, one night stands, one night stands uh-huh. and I basically explained a specific situation where um, I thought everyone involved was very clear on what it was going into it, <laughs> and then I ended up a few weeks later, you know, in an awful conversation trying to explain it again while I sat there and the other person cried. And uh, no, I, I haven't, you know, haven't really heard anything. Thankfully, most people I know don't listen to this show, so there wouldn't be anyone Thank personal. You. No, I'm sorry. I, you know, I you know. know what I mean. But sure, no, um, it's cool. hey, whatever. But I, I did have a few people hit me up on Twitter and ask to see the picture of the onesie. <laughs> oh yeah, we saw a picture of Gary wearing a um, forever, what is it? forever lazy. That's right. It's like it's a, a it's a grown up onesie. Wow. With like a, it's great. So the one night stand thing that was a topic sombrero question, and I was saying that I just don't think women can can handle one night stands very well, and I don't think they should. And that even though I, you know, I went through a phase where I was like, you know, women should be able to have have casual, meaningless sex just like guys. And and intellectually, I believe that. I just think that for most women, or at least my experience was, I would just find myself emotionally attached, you know, even though I didn't want to. Um, and so then when Gary was telling his story, the crazy thing is as much as I heard everything he was saying, I could so identify with the woman who was probably sitting in the bar being like, but you slept with me. How could you not have feelings for me? So it's true. What, what's your one night stand, uh, opinion? I, I wish I had had more. That's my opinion. I, uh, I think I, I, but I don't think I was, uh, I, I, I found him too stressful. Because just what you said, you know, I don't yeah. want the whole – I'd rather exactly. not have sex and not have the crying scene. Yeah. Uh, so maybe my could, my sex life, my sex drive is too low. But, could, couldn't yeah. agree more, but yeah. I feel like that's sort of a I, – I feel like I've heard a lot of guys say that though. That there's this idea that, uh, you know, men are these rabid – sex beasts who will do whatever they can to to um put it in something but for the most part guys i know are actually fairly choosy and if it's too complicated they they don't want it yeah they're lazy i guess yeah okay on that note (laughs) it's funny because lazy is the opposite of what you are in your most recent book so what next for you book wise 
Well, speaking of the whole sex thing, I do get readers who suggest that my wife and I try to uh, reenact all the positions in the Kama Sutra. Oh. And I write a book. But my wife is like, no way, that's not going to happen. And I got to say, I'm okay with not doing that because I don't have the flexibility. I feel like, and I haven't read the Kama Sutra, although I've looked at like Kama Sutra apps, (laughs) but... (laughs) I feel like there'd be a lot of things in there where you'd be like, this one is pretty much just like the one on the page before, and now you're just trying to be a show-off. Right. Yeah, there is. And there's the risk of the penis fracture, which we yeah. talked about. That, that, which is ick. Yeah. 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 Easy for you to say. It's 50 times more ick than <laughs> us. Probably more God, 50. Can you imagine? More than 50. Oh. I was just saying that because I was trying to reach out to my male listeners. Say, hey, well, hey dudes, I know well. what you might be feeling in your crotch. But I, but I don't really. I don't even know. Actually, Dustin, who who, who you know, and I made a video a long time ago. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa now. Uh, no, just show. discussing, discussing. Uh, now it's going to be impossible. To exp- we we made a series of videos, um, and one of them was discussing what it feels like for a guy to get kicked in the nuts, because I didn't know. And yeah. I don't even know. I, I still don't know. That's a, a, a sensation that a woman will never feel. Right. I, I don't know how to verbalize it. It's it's like uh, the worst menstrual cramp you ever got. How's that's that? pretty bad. Yeah. Well, you know, we, I, I work at Esquire and we did this, like, what it feels like was a running oh, right. column. And one of them was what it feels like to give birth because men don't know. And how is the, that described for you guys? Well, this woman described it as the as, as taking the biggest dump. Uh, of your life like it was really like you're incredibly constipated for nine months and then you give birth wow yeah uh. <laughs> but it's i'll never to, know yeah that's true every time i hear and and this is this is definitely ignorant but every time i hear a woman explain or use that's that's the most mild example i've ever heard used every mm-hmm. other example i've ever heard before i've thought that's that's fucking ridiculous you're just blowing it out of proportion i'm don't get me wrong like I'm what, sure what it, were some of the other i'm ones? sure it is the most ridiculously painful thing in the entire world but it's like you know you hear this like imagine having your your top lip pulled over the back of your head or something. <laughs> ridiculous and it's like uh, all right come on like i don't know it is supposed to be the most painful thing a human being can feel and i'm sure it is that that is a small pathway and a large thing coming right. out of it but and yet you never really hear women saying it was the most awful thing in the world. I feel like they're lying. No, not until they're <laughs> not until they're in the middle of a divorce. Yeah. yeah. They well they're also a lot of most women have epidurals at this point. Did yeah, your wife that, Oh yeah, she was all for the drugs. Yeah. And she hated giving birth, she thought. And I I And she's done it three times. Yeah. You I, what? I found it incredibly unpleasant too cuz I was like <laughs> You know, I was there and the doctor was like, oh, you've got to – I was behind the the screen and then the doctor's like, oh, you got to see this. This is a miracle. And I'm like – I look and I'm like, that is not no, a miracle. That is a disaster. <laughs> that is a disaster. What, what happens 10 minutes from now when you're holding it, that's a miracle. <laughs> well, you know, there is that move, or there was that movement and this is probably something that you guys wrote about in Esquire. Um, the idea that men shouldn't ever see that because they, they're such visual creatures that they won't be able to wipe it from their memory. But I, and I was always like, I don't like that at all. Like, I feel like the person that you're in love with or, and that loves you, if it truly is, is when I was younger though. But I think I still feel this way, but truly unconditional love. Like you should really be able to handle that without falling out of love with the person you're with, you know? Yeah, but it, it takes a while. It was scarring. 
Really? Oh, yeah. Because there's other stuff going yeah. on down there, too. Yeah, I guess it's sort of, it would be sort of like watching someone you love have like open surgery. And you're like, I didn't want to see the insides of you. Well, that I kind of like. That's oh. a turn on. Well, then. Okay. <laughs> so what is it, though, that's so, that's so uh, you know, shocking about what you see? Well, I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it goes back to the nature's platform. Uh, yeah. right. Yeah, that, that that is that is gross. Yeah, that uh, that's hard. But at least I don't think I don't think they make you do like a pre-birth uh, colonic anymore. That they used to. I think so. Yeah, is that right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I had no idea. I think back in the day that it was like you got to be all like cleaned out so that the baby doesn't get contaminated or something. That's and interesting. Then, yeah. yeah. No, certainly they did not do that with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like you said too much. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much. Oh, oh no, I know. You were going to say what your next book is. Oh, but you're not going to do the Kama Sutra. Yeah, I'm so not you sure don't know. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. I if you have exciting. ideas, let me know. Okay. Listeners, if you have ideas, let AJ know and they can let you know on Twitter uh, at AJ Jacobs. Is that what it is? That's it. Exactly. Okay. Or they can go to your website. AJJacobs.com. This is so easy. Uh, and they can buy your book anywhere fine books are sold. But I would recommend they go to Amazon. And if you're going to go to Amazon and buy something anyway, which you are because everyone buys stuff on Amazon, it's wonderful, um, click through the banner on my site and then that helps support the show. Um, I bet you didn't know that I was such a look at me, I'm shilling for stuff kind of person. No, I love it though. You have to do it though. And the listeners are awesome, though, and they totally support uh, the show, and they want to know how to help. So that's why I'm just I'm just helping them help us. Um, and that is, and and so I want to remind you guys, though, Mother's Day is coming up. Sherry's berries. You could do worse, but don't. Um, Sherry's berries, 19.99, over 40 percent savings for my listeners. You can double the berries for just ten dollars more. Uh, go to berries.com and click the microphone and type in best friend, or go to eight six six fruit zero two. I wanted to get to that fast because I already said it, but I just wanted to make – I wanted to drive that point home again. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Um, that's Allison Rosen is your new best friend. It is not Aryan boyfriend. I know that it is funny to point out that it looks just like that. It is not that. It's A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Um, and there's a Facebook page for the show. There's a Facebook page for me. Those are easy to find. If you go to my website, AllisonRosen.com, then there's uh, links to everything else. And a special exciting announcement. We're going to start doing um, live Allison Rosen is your new best friend shows. And the first one is May 24th at UCB in L.A. So if you're in L.A. or near L.A. or you can get there on May 24th, you can see me in the flesh and we'll have a special guest or guests and it'll be just like this but live um, and it'll be super fun and that's at 9.30 at night and there's a link on my website to get to that or you can go to UCB's website. Oh, and you can email the show now. We now have an official email address and that's uh, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at AdamCarolla.com Adam and then Carolla C-A-R-O-L-L-A dot com and those emails uh, go to Gary. That's right. I've been checking them all and forwarding them along and keep sending yep. them. Yes, thank you. And I, we actually are collecting uh, email questions that we're going to do on another show. So your emails are not going nowhere. They're going somewhere. They're going into a folder for later emailage or for later reading and answering. And send us topics and bureau questions. Um, is there anything else? Am I, I feel like I'm – it's because I don't want to say goodbye because I've enjoyed this so much. 
All right. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, And Allison. thank you, listeners. Bye, you guys.